0: Welcome to the World Cup Show. I'm Jonathan Roberts and I'm joined by a panel who, after this weekend's action, have all been looking themselves in a the mirror and asking, would I look good in a waistcoat? I'm joined, of course, by SPH Head of Podcasting, Ernest Lewis, and SD Sports Correspondents, Abdul Abdulaziz and Shamir Osman. Hello, boys. Good morning. Hey, man.
1: Well,
2: We've you know, look good.
0: <laughs> thanks, dear. In a waistcoat? I don't think so, man. <laughs> no. To wear a waistcoat, you have to have a waistcoat figure. Really That's would be brilliant, in it? Oh. Okay, so how do you think their quarter-final match went? England versus Sweden. It's the big one, of course.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I I I I wrote on Twitter. I, I think it's it was such a weird game. In a sense, um, you know, they, they deservedly won 2 0 They were so comfortable, and yet they needed their goalkeeper to make two or three insane saves. So, you know, Sweden never looked like scoring, but had great goal-scoring chances. Mm. Which you know, sort of doesn't make sense. But if you look at the game. You know, it, it makes sense. I, I, I don't know how... how well, it could have been more
3: comfortable. We but but that's Sweden, no? It's, they, they're always They've been boring throughout the entire World Cup. They've been boring throughout the qualification process, but they, they knocked out Italy. They, they, uh, they knocked out Germany. I mean, come on. These guys were,
0: were astonishingly good at being boring and then pulling right through. Yeah, like, England still yeah. seems very dependent on the set pieces, on the special moves, as it were, uh, rather than open play until Sterling can start scoring, is that going to be a a real issue? Yeah, I don't think it's a problem at all. But 60% of goals in football come from set plays.
3: So why, why is that well, a problem that England... Has I think
2: eight, well, is it as high as 80 for for England, I think 8 out of their 11 goals come from set pieces. So, I mean, I, I think it's, it's fine. I think the criticism on, on Sterling is a bit much. I mean, you look at Harry Kane, yes, he's a top scorer, but... Two of his goals were, you know, close-range headers. One came off his heel. The rest were penalties. So he hasn't exactly, you know, set the, the tournament on fire as well. But you know, he doesn't get the criticism. You know, if Sterling took two penalties or, or three penalties, you know, maybe his goal tally would be higher. You know, you never know.
1: I think England have been uh, very impressive in the sense that you know because they've been able to carry themselves without worrying about cracking under pressure, which was the problem with mm. the previous England teams. You know. And, uh, but I think this, rhyme, this time round, yeah, maybe towards the end of the Sweden game, they did show some signs and Pickford was really like, scolding his defenders and all that. Well, but, Pickford's you know. been amazing. Yeah, I mean, absolutely superb.
0: What a, what a find. Mm. I mean, you don't get that kind of goalkeeping with England usually. And he's been there when it counts. He's, he's Against
3: Sweden, not much to do. And then all of a sudden, he had to pull off that, that save from Berg mm. right after... Uh, well, it was just past halftime, if I'm not mistaken. And then two more chances after that. And he's kept them in the game. If, if England had conceded at that point in time, the game would have been completely different. 1 1 or even 2 1 with 15 20 minutes to go would have been a different
0: complexion altogether. I don't know. Even with a 2 0 scoreline, I still can't breathe for most of the match. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the other matches the France Uruguay match. Uh, a match that, well, was the epitome of turning ugly.
2: In every sense of the word. Yeah. Crying ugly, playing ugly. <laughs> Scoring ugly? No, they score. Yeah, well, from set pieces. So Uruguay really missed uh, Cavani, you know, sitting on the bench, you know, looking forlorn. Suarez on the pitch looking even more forlorn that, you know, his strike partner is now Stuani who who got relegated with Middlesbrough. So, uh, yeah, I mean... And
0: the most forlorn of all, which
2: is... Oh, yeah. Jose Jose Jimenez. Jimenez.
3: I I, I can't accept that. I'm sorry. But Gary Neville took a lot of flak online for his comments. He said it was embarrassing. There, There were two minutes to go. Get on with the game. You're just two, two, two goals down. Like, yeah. there's still a job to be done, right? Mm. Well, we don't know why Jimenez is, was crying while he was trying to form that wall. We still don't know. I haven't found anything online yet. But, come on,
1: man.
2: Yeah, crazier things have happened than coming back from 2-0 down. It, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, but, you know, that's what hard the body language. Do. I think Suarez
1: <laughs> was like just... You yeah, know, just swing like that. Like know. I said, no, he, he really strange. missed. Yeah. I
2: think he really missed yeah. Cavani, and and he in his head. I mean, he's not going to admit it, but I think in his head he's thinking, "What chance do I have with you know without my my top strike partner?" Yeah. But I wasn't very convinced by France as well, though. If I if I could say that. Not convinced?
3: No. Okay. Not I really. I think they might struggle against Belgium when it comes to the. Well, to the let's move on to.
0: that I mean, Belgium beat Brazil.
2: The last fifteen minutes, uh, you know, Brazil carved out a lot of chances, but at the same time, I looked at. You know, most of the Brazil attackers, you know, maybe Bar Coutinho uh, and maybe Douglas Costa, the sub. But everyone else seemed to sort of like, ah, oh, man, n- n- I don't know. They, they didn't seem to be, you know, giving their all, think- yeah. believing they can score. Yeah. But Belgium were fantastic. I mean, Kevin De Bruyne, Hazard and Lukaku. Uh, so
1: they they had problems, I think, just before the end of the first half. Marcelo, their body language mm. in the dressing room tunnel when they were about to come out. They were all this... Uh, talking with each other I think Marcelo and Neymar Were trying to rile up The, the, the teammates Or something like that You know Get something going Whether they were coming out With their own tactics I'm not sure But Douglas Costa That for me The style of play That he brought on right, That dashing runs From the inside Cutting in That's the kind of Brazil We want Not the kind of Stuttering Brazil That we saw
3: They were just looking To Neymar yeah. that, that seems to be yeah. That, that over-reliance on Neymar came out again I mm. thought towards,
2: towards uh I think it was Neymar wanting the team to look to Neymar so I mean Coutinho has been <laughs> delivering <you laughs> yeah, look to know, me yeah. I'm the one who no, can yeah, serve this. I, I really get that vibe when I, when I, when I, when I looked at Brazil uh, throughout the tournament yeah. but Belgium I thought um, I think in terms of
1: teams that go through an extreme uh, in tests, mm. they seem to stand a better chance in reaching the final they had that test against complacency mm. against Japan the mindset and the focus to come back against Japan, that was good for them And then of course with Brazil, that confidence right, of knowing that you can beat a team well, like it's Brazil It's a change of tactics yeah, though, isn't it? Yeah. You've got uh,
0: Martinez, yes. who's, you know is probably thinking, yeah. what did we do? Everybody, the world's
1: probably thinking that, yeah exactly that's right. Well maybe the star players are, are agreeable to sacrificing certain things that they want for the good of the team And this I think Has been key for Belgium Though, so If you watch yeah. Post-match scenes Of Belgium It's brilliant They're
3: all in a big huddle And they've got Several leaders You've got company In their fist pumping You've got Lukaku yeah. And you've got Hazard Everyone's talking And everyone's Buying
0: into this And I think that is key Well yeah. that's the story Of this World Cup for me It's about the team Over the personality yeah. All the personalities They've gone It's the teams The guys who are just Yeah we are The team for Belgium, France, what do you think?
2: Both teams play, you know, pretty pleasing football, uh, but you know, I was blown away by, by Belgium's first half uh, against Brazil, and I don't know. I just, uh, I, think they just have that little bit more quality than uh, than France.
0: And what about Croatia, England?
2: I think that that's going to be interesting.
3: Uh, England play with a three-five-two. Croatia have shown they can play forty-three-four-two-three-one. It's that shape will lend. A lot of help, I think, to Croatia the way, the way they line up The midfield is going to be a very key battle Henderson was brilliant I thought in the last game uh, He was cleaning up as well as making forward passes But when England go forward You've got deli Ali and Lingard pressing forward Along with your backs Coming forward down the sides And that is where England's going to get caught If they are going to get caught Modric and Rakitic and Rebic If you lose the ball in the
1: middle To one of these three guys They're going to hurt you real bad Okay, so final predictions, France-Belgium? I predicted Belgium and Croatia final, so it's Belgium to beat France. Belgium to beat France for me. And yeah. I, I don't think you're going to like this, but I think Croatia might
3: just nick it over England. Damn. Might just.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I picked Belgium over, over France, and, and just because I'm known as the England guy now, England. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> One of the Semi-finals is of course France Belgium, and that was predicted to be the final by our man in Russia, David Lee. He's centre of this video postcard of his time there. Over to you, David.
3: Preview from Samara. We're at the fan fest at the Kubyshev Square. It's almost two a.m. now, but I think the locals will probably have problems sleeping tonight, following the penalty shootout defeat by Croatia earlier on. Fifteen thousand people packed this fan fest. Um, And there were plenty of tears shed at the realisation that they are out of the World Cup. It will be a new day tomorrow. Um, One thing is for sure in this unpredictable tournament is that more drama awaits us as England take on Croatia and France face Belgium in the semi-finals.
0: Spasiba, David, and you can catch the semi-finals. It's France versus Belgium on Wednesday 2 a.m. And, of course, Croatia versus England Thursday 2 a.m. These guys will be reporting on it. We'll be watching it. Ernest, Sars, Shamir, thanks for joining me. And to you, spasiba and Dosvedania.